Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Hey, 2023 is going to be a great year. 2022 yep. sucked. Eh, I mean, it could have been worse. It was terrible. I didn't like it. I'm going to write that year off. You had some good things happen in 2022. Yeah, of course. I mean, there's always goods and bads. But I, I always, I hate to do it, but I, the the way the markets, I mean, there's no dislocating what the markets are doing and my general mood about life. It just is poss- impossible. 20-some years, tried to, you know, ah, it's the market. goes up, goes down. Nope. It goes down. It sucks. It's not fun. I don't like it. Sure. I don't like losing money. It's real simple. Anyways, I'm going to prophesy and just say it's going to be a great year. All right, Dan. There we go. All right. We wrapped up 2022, and I know we did the first 2023 episode kind of kicking off, uh, you know, what to do with excess margin. We sort of did a little back-to-basic series. I really appreciate my uh, my boy JP who recommended that, saying that uh, we were getting a little ahead of, of uh, you know, or a little out of the, the basics and wanted to circle back around, which which I appreciated. Um, but I also I also appreciate the the value of getting into the weeds a little bit. And again, as I alluded to in the last episode, kind of doing the eight, nine, and 10, the deep dive work of, uh, of you know, getting, uh, getting into the weeds and learning about these nuances. So uh, we are going to continue in that manner, but we also have a DIY Money Kids. And as you know, when we get a DIY Money Kid question, it goes right to the top. Now, admittedly, in full disclosure, this is my son. This is my 12-year-old who we were driving to school one day, and he asked this question, and I looked at him, and I said, first of all, that's a great question. Second of all, you should send it into DIY Money, and we'll give you a $25 Amazon gift card. And he was like, wait, what? Because he doesn't listen to the podcast. I try to have him listen to the podcast, but he doesn't care. Um, and so he uh, did the audio question, sent it in, and this is today's question, but... Before we get there, have you seen this chat GPT? No. Oh, my goodness. I know listeners out there know what I'm talking about. Um, open AI. Yeah. And I don't know what the difference is between chat GPT and open AI, but when you go to chat GPT's basic website, I think it kicks you over to open AI. You can type in anything you want, such as write mm-hmm. a three-paragraph you know, email about why I love Daniel Zulno and he's the best host of DIY Money. And it will give you a unbelievable artificial intelligent three paragraph essay about why you're amazing and you're the greatest host of DIY Money. Fantastic. I mean, basically, kids in high school will probably never write their own English papers again. Great Scott. My son showed me this, and his comment is, uh, you know, write a two-paragraph or three-paragraph, you know, essay about the U.S. Constitution, its impact on, you know, imperialism, or I don't know what he just wrote. And boom, it put it in there. Nice. It's, it's amazing. How was I, the grammar? Oh, the grammar's unbelievable. Wow. Now, I asked another student who I who I teach, and he said, oh, yeah, I, I, I put it in there to write a 10-page essay on whatever he was writing on. He goes, it was a little too general. He goes, so I couldn't use it. He's like, but I was able to take bits and pieces of it and all the all the kind of fodder you know that you're sure. that you're looking for then to insert your facts unbelievable interesting yep so if you're if you're you know lost on a question 
or a great review for us when you're giving us that five-star review, just open up ChatGPT and put it in there. There you go. All right, let's get to our question. This is from Andrew. Andrew, what do you got? D-I-Y! Hi, guys. My name is Andrew, and I'm 12 years old. I'm saving up some money and want to begin buying stocks. I understand that when you buy a stock, you are buying into a business, but what I'm struggling with is what stocks to buy. How do I pick good stocks at my age? Thanks. Okay. Sounds like a smart kid. I am so proud of this question. I am. I mean, it just, I lit up with joy when he asked this. You make me proud. You're my boy. So this is the, this is, this is a great question because what he's asking is how do I make money? I mean, he's asking, he's asking, he knows that when he invests in a business, you know, he's buying into that business, but how does he pick the right businesses, right? So I'm going to point out that already he's thinking about, you don't just buy a stock to, you know, buy it at 20 and, and see it go to 25 and you made five bucks and you're out. What you are doing is you are buying into a business run by a CEO, overseen by a board of directors, uh, managed by experienced managers who have you know tenure, great degrees, whatever, then managed, therefore, after by thousands of employees getting up every day trying to do their job to make money. And who are they making money for? You, the shareholder, the owner of the business. I fortunately understood this at a very young age, which which basically sparked my desire to go into the business and learn more about the business when I was given shares of McDonald's stock at 12 years of age. Now, truth be told, I wish I would have never deviated from the idea of just buying businesses and holding on to them for basically forever. Uh, but I did, unfortunately. I, I deviated that to a degree, especially through the 90s when I was in college and uh, trading from my, my uh, dorm room, and you would buy a stock that you had no idea what they did, and you would come back from class and you'd make a few hundred dollars, which to me as a college kid was you know, two weeks of beer money. I mean, it was unbelievable. So you know, I got away from that, unfortunately, circling back around to that and as I get older and, and have real money to reinvest. But when I'm talking to a young person or someone just getting started, one of the things I avoid is I avoid any discussion about actual business fundamentals. Now, I know that sounds dangerous because you're like, wait a second, you're not going to talk about the fundamentals of why you're buying this business? Yes, I'm going to avoid that for now. That's, I would say, step number two in investing when you're young and just getting started. Step number one is simply buying into business businesses that you're familiar with, that you use, that you like, that you're aware of, not businesses that you heard of from a friend that you think is going to make you money or this, that, and the other. So Andrew, what I would recommend to you as you get started, and I don't care the dollar amount. Now I'm his dad, so I know the dollar amount that he's talking about. It's not significant. It's significant to him, a 12-year-old kid. I'll tell you that right now. But the reality is, is that if he had $100 and it went into a stock that went down 10%, he's down 10 bucks. Now, I'm going to tell him at that time, hey, you're down $10, but you still own the same business. It's the same amount of shares. And more than likely, the business is more profitable today than it was when you bought it. It's just that people 
are voting about this business, and they're voting differently than they voted a week ago. But you know what? People are sometimes crazy, so don't worry about that. Worry about the business that you're invested in. But what I would do, Andrew, is I would look around your room. Look around your environment and look at the items that you use, that you like, things that you wear, things that you eat, and look at those companies and maybe make a list of those companies and pick one and have a goal that you want to have a share of each of those companies. So, for example, my kid gets up every morning, and despite me being the short-order cook in the house, he likes shredded mini-wheats. Nice. Frosted shredded mini-wheats, to be exact. You know who makes those? Kellogg. Kellogg makes those. Publicly traded company. Ticker symbol K. When he's usually eating his cereal in the morning, much to my chagrin, he's wearing his AirPods that he bought with his own money, by the way. Good saver, this Andrew. Nice. AirPods, owned by Apple. He has on his Apple Watch. Also, he saved and bought. I mean, this really impressive. Yeah, yeah. He's, but he, you know, he's one of those kids like, Grandma, what do you need done around the house? And then Grandma, you know, he like picks something up and she gives him 20 bucks. It's a little ridiculous. But anyways, a- Apple, right? While wearing his Nike or Under, Arm sweat- Under Armour sweatshirts, also both publicly traded companies, goes to school, works on his Chromebook, Google, right? Checks his Gmail, also Google, okay? Eats his packed lunch that was bought at Kroger, also public. My point is, you go through the list of these companies that you use every day, Andrew, and I would stick with companies that you know, that you're aware of, and invest in those companies. And more than likely, you will do very well over time. And I would say the same thing for somebody who's just getting started. Now, I won't introduce index funds at this juncture because he's 12 and he's talking about a really small, you know, insignificant in the grand scheme amount. But if somebody was just getting started that was older, we would say basically stick to index funds. Sure. So you get all those companies rolled into one and you don't have to pick one. What would you say, Daniel? Your kids are going to be asking you these questions soon, if not already. No, I totally agree. And I think the interesting part about doing it this way is you can start to learn that a good product doesn't always, or a, um, a product that you have an affinity for, doesn't always make a great stock in the short term. Because as you said, uh, stocks move up and down in the short term. So you might love cereal, but Kellogg uh, might go through a year or years uh, where their stock performs you know, just okay. Uh, Apple will do the same thing. So, so all of these stocks, you might never fall out of love with their products per se, but because of the, you know, the fundamentals, the, the sort of under the hood operations of a company and, and how investors vote on that, uh, they're going to go through phases. So I think it's important for young investors to really own a few different companies and, and really realize that, uh, that the actual, the price, the value of a company is going to change over time because then when you go over into index funds and you wonder, why is my index fund going down so much this year or up so much this year, you can kind of take some of that knowledge and understanding that the index fund is really just a ton of companies uh, bought into one fund. You can sort of then start to understand and overlay that into the economy that sometimes even when products are great and, and businesses still have great underlying business models, they can go through ebbs and flows and, and cycles where people just want to own them less. 
than other times. I caught an interview with Peter Lynch. Uh, Peter Lynch was uh, one of the greatest, or is noted as one of the greatest investors, ran the Fidelity Magellan Fund, really in the infancy of the fund, and as the track record continued to beat the market, became more and more popular to the point where it didn't it didn't um, uh, allow new investors to be uh, you know investing in the fund. Uh, the clip was I don't know maybe from the maybe early 90s, 80s, I don't remember when it was, but he basically said, I love bear markets, and he, he made the comment, and of course that created a chuckle, because who loves bear markets, but he said, look, I mean, that creates the price anomalies that gives us the opportunity to be buyers, and he made a, he said in the early 70s, uh, when he was kind of getting started out, he uh, was, I think it was uh, Taco Bell or something like that, he said that the stock was absolutely getting crushed, uh, it went all the way down, down to one, a dollar a share. And he said, fortunately, I started buying it at seven uh, and wrote it all the way down. But they didn't have any debt. They didn't close any stores. And, you know, they were a great franchise. He said they got bought out by, you know, such and such company at $42. He says, I think they would have gone to 400 or 500 if they were never bought out. Obviously, they would have split and so forth. His point was, and he, and he followed it up by saying that every year corporate profits grow on average of 8 to 9%. Now, I don't know if that still holds true today. It's pretty close uh, in that what they're doing is they're raising prices. They're keeping f expenses somewhat in line. There's ebbs and flows of the consumer market. You know, Sometimes people buy more. Sometimes people buy less. But on average, the corporate profits of a business are increasing 8 to 9%, which means the value of the business, most businesses, the value of those businesses is increasing every year. Unfortunately, the vote given, and the reason I use the word vote is that people sometimes vote you know, for a variety of different reasons. They, they vote based on emotion. They vote how they feel. They vote, I mean, it's just a variety of things. But the vote that people give to, to the stock price changes dramatically during that time period. So again, what you want to do is you want to be looking at companies that are you know, good companies, solid you know, businesses that... People are voting and saying, ah, they're not very good right now, and they're not going anywhere. And I'll tell you, as we concluded 2022 and as we go into 2023, there's a lot of businesses that are like that right now. So, Andrew, as you develop your list and as you're looking at your list, the one other thing I would say, and you can ask your amazing father about this, is you can say, Dad, are any of these really down? Are they really beaten up? Because maybe that's where you want to look at. So if you find one you really like that you use, that you feel, you know, I want to invest in this business, and then you also find out that they're down a lot from where they were, heck, you might be setting up to be a great value long-term investor, Andrew. So good for you. All right, it's a great question. Uh, we're not going to send him a $25 Amazon gift card because I already gave him 25 bucks. so uh, DIY money doesn't have to do that. But anyways, um, if you have an inquisitive child and they want to send in a question, all you have to do is get on that voice recorder on your phone, send it in. We will send you a little, you know, as the parent, we'll send you a little thing that says, yeah, you can use my, my kid's voice on the, on the podcast. 
And we used to try to send them stock. That didn't work because they started charging a fee for that, which is ridiculous. Uh, but we will send them a 25 or you, via you, a $25 Amazon gift card. And as I've said, we will always put DIY Money Kids to the top of the list. So it's a quick and easy way when your kid's moping around the house going, how do I make some money? I want to buy this. Tell them. Voice record a question, send it in, and we'll put it on, and uh, we'll send them a $25 Amazon gift card. All right, friends. Remember, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. And if you want to do it in stock, invest in companies you're familiar with and that you know, and do it for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.